lives on tape. It lives on tape. Stop worrying. Another technological disaster. It lives. It lives. It lives. Look out! That slithering death is right on you! It lives on tape, the horror podcast with myself, Torkel, and I'm here with my lovely host, Tanner. How are you doing today, Tanner? G'day, Torkel. Good, thanks. Very, Very good. good. Very excited for this uh, for this episode. Oh, yeah. You brought us a special episode today, a bit of a deep dive. Well, not just a bit of a deep dive. This is going to be a big deep dive into the world of zombies. We've titled it, They Can Run. They Can Run. Yes. <laughs> it's... If you haven't figured it out yet, it is about zombies of a very particular variety, uh, running zombies, zombies that can run. Yeah, it's not just the average slow, I don't know, baffling around, weak, normal zombies. They're too easy for us. We're, we're already beyond that. We can't even comprehend that. We have to go straight to the running zombies. Right. I mean, walking zombies, they have their place. Um mm. But, yeah, Running Zombies, I feel, was a fantastic innovation uh, that revitalized the zombie genre. Um, So, yeah, we're going to be getting deep into that today. Um, I've been watching a heck ton of movies. You've been watching a heck ton of movies. We're going to try not to talk about a heck ton of movies today. <laughs> We're trying to just narrow it down to just the uh, the important ones, but we will have some honorable mentions uh, here and there, you know, things that we think are worth checking out. Um, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say before we before we kick off on this uh, on this deep dive? Um, I will say. I've got a deep, deep fascination with apocalyptic scenarios. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. Maybe I did on episode zero. But um, I've of, I often have recurring dreams about like an apocalypse and what I'd be doing and stuff like that. And sometimes it's zombies. Sometimes it's fallout, you know, different scenarios like that. And so watching all these zombie movies... I've definitely been daydreaming about those type of scenarios <laughs> and what I'd be doing, I guess, running zombies, which is kind of terrifying because I also used to have dreams about like zombies that were faster than me and I couldn't get away from them. But they haven't started uh, back up yet, so no nightmares yet, but maybe. Damn, well, you know, we're almost out of this uh, this dark tunnel of zombie movies. <laughs> uh, so, so let's hope you don't uh, get those nightmares again. Um, but you know, I think I think maybe before we kick off, um, what like how would you go about surviving uh, a, a zombie outbreak? You know, it's the classic question. One yeah. kicks off. Today, tomorrow, two weeks from now, what's your uh, what's your plan of action? God, and if it's a quick spreading like virus or something, that's what I'm imagining, like getting right, right into the yeah. teeth of it straight away. I'd, so, you um, know, 
it's 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 your choice is it a a rage virus is it a uh you know a slow burn i'm imagining like a rage virus in this scenario Mm -hmm. everyone's turning into zombies very very quickly it's rampant spreading and um i've had these similar conversations with friends and one of my friends said he's going to drive straight to the supermarket and then get on the highway and go home. And I was like, you stupid, stupid fool. You really think the supermarket is going to be a safe place to go? And yes, two... The final bastion of civilization yeah. in, times of, in times of terror, you know, the place yeah. where we were going to try desperately trying to get toilet rolls in the last couple of years. Exactly. And it's like the news breaks and you go to the supermarket. Like there's going to be a thousand people there. You're going to fight them all. Yeah. There's going to be zombies everywhere. And then you're going to hit the highway. There's going to be a log jam of traffic. But this friend of mine, he refused to believe any of that. He said there'd be no traffic. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's insanity. Has he, has he never seen uh, any of the movies that we're going to be talking about today? I don't know. The, like, I actually did a podcast with him years ago and we talked about just this subject of what you do in an apocalypse. And that was his answer. Uh-huh. And I was baffled. See, I would just hunker down. I would try to find somewhere quite secluded. Advent- eventually, I would make my way to an island, of course. You'd like acquire a nice. boat. But that's down the line. That's planning. You just want to get somewhere right. isolated and safe. You don't want to have to travel too far. You want to stay away from as many people as you can. But also, you know, you need to have some knowledge of where you can find resources and stuff like that. But I've kind of got in the back of my head of like different areas and stuff and I'm not going to give that away, you know. Right. And and why would you? I mean, any of our listeners uh, could be, you know, formidable foes uh in, in yes yeah. hopefully fictional future uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely our listeners are probably the most well equipped for this because they've been watching these kinds of movies for years i'd hope so um yeah what would you do uh, if not maybe we can equip you but i i think i'd do quite a similar quite a similar thing i think the key is let other people do the looting for you mm. i mean those people that go to the supermarket they're going to you know tussle with each other uh, you know, maybe a, an outbreak is going to occur at the supermarket. Maybe a couple of them get away with some stuff in their in their car, uh, and then you know meet their their foul end uh, somewhere <laughs> else. So like the looting comes later. I think <laughs> I think that's the key thing. You, but, uh, you you take advantage of of the people who have looted already. But they're, um, they're not meeting this foul end at your hands, are they? <laughs> No, no, no. That of was, course not. That was almost sinister. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was almost yeah, an right. implication. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, almost. No, not at all. It was <laughs> <laughs> almost, but not a full implication. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> we, know, we know you better than that. It wasn't explicit. Yeah. Right, right. I'd, I'd, I'd hope so. Um, <laughs> but I, I too would go to the ocean eventually. I think getting a boat... Um, and it shouldn't be too difficult to do. I don't know if you've ever gone to a uh, uh, to like a, a port, or you've known oh, yeah. someone that that owns a, a, a recreational water vehicle, um, mm. as they're called in the biz. Um, <laughs> but the keys are typically on the boat, yeah, um, somewhere. So, and they'll probably be, you know, out of 
20 to 30 boats in in recreational pens there will be you know five or six people who are way too trusting who will have their keys uh on the boat in this fictional scenario don't go stealing boats in real life uh listeners (laughs) yeah at at least wait wait until you know there's no more laws until the apocalypse has happened right the zombie virus has spread right then commandeering a, a, a water a water vehicle uh isn't piracy it's uh it's survival yeah um Right. All bets are off at that point. And if you happen to see, you know, some children and women and children or like some friendly people walk by and they're asking for help, then you help them. You know, that's your moral obligation at that point. Stealing the boat is okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> take, uh, you know, if they want to go on the boat, take them on the boat. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. I think roads are a bad idea. Yeah, big time. Um, Cars are a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I think bikes are the true land vehicle mm. of the apocalypse. Agile. Um, right, exactly. And you use that bike to get to a boat to get <laughs> to another place. <laughs> yeah. And we're in WA, so there's a decent amount of islands around that we could commandeer for ourselves. That's so. right. Western Australia, so much water so much land um yeah the the best way to get anywhere apart from the roads or uh or the sky would would be a boat for sure yeah i think we've solved Um, it cool (laughs) we're definitely steps ahead of everyone else we've got it all planned out so, I was telling you I was telling you before we kicked off today that I've got a, a letterboxed uh list going oh, for yeah. this episode um called They Can Run. Uh I think we'll we'll maybe link it in the uh in the show notes. Um uh but I've subtitled that films I would die in. I'm feeling like that's maybe not a good subtitle anymore. Because uh, <laughs> we've just established that we're both living. Yeah. Um, films so. I would survive in or like films I would be challenged <laughs> by but would eventually overcome. No worries. Films where I get a boat for free. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> films where it all works out for me but no one else. <laughs> films where having a boat is no longer a financial liability. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I like that. Cool. So let's let's kick off. Let's sink our teeth into uh into this one so zombies right where did they come from Mm -hmm. um well you know you gotta walk before you can run and uh zombies were no exception uh so in film zombies first hit the screen um with white zombie in 1932 and it was zombies in the sense of they were very uh very much true or possibly not true i don't know too much about uh haitian culture um but they were the you know the haitian voodoo uh zombie mythology uh, that they were co-opting there um 
so you know traditional hyper traditional zombies and there were there was no shortage of zombie movies after that um you know all through the 1930s to 1960s wow so Um, white zombie really kicked off the genre it did and there was one before that uh if you look at the list of zombie movies on wikipedia um there's a film called Jacques mm-hmm. um, that was a World War One protest movie um, oh, cool. that involved like all the soldiers from the battlefield uh, rising out of their graves and going back to their hometowns. Um, and there was uh, there was this question of you know was was their sacrifice sort of worthy of uh of the outcome um but that you know obviously they hadn't attached any of the uh of the zombie uh you know they hadn't attached the zombie name to that it was just the idea that these people had risen from from their graves oh okay so it wasn't the zombies as we know them today Right, and it wasn't they were sort of uh, being mind-controlled by, by something. They were just people who had died, and now, now they're alive again. Mm. Um, so we're not... It's a weird line to draw, especially with where we're going in this episode, <laughs> but we're going, to, we're going to start from White Zombie and work our way forwards. Um, so the next thing of note, I think, was Last Man on Earth in 1964, which uh, was based on uh, Richard Matheson's novel, I Am Legend, uh, which we'll talk about the film adaptation, uh, well, the other film adaptation mm. uh, later on. Um and then shortly after that, in 1968, there was Night of the Living Dead, which was George A. Romero's first ever feature-length film. Uh, George A. Romero being the grandfather of the zombie, the zombie genre. Nice. Bringing zombies as we know them as these... Uh, flesh-eating corpses, walking in hordes, trying desperately to get into strongholds held by humans. He was the guy who put who put zombies, as we know them, uh, onto the screen. He created all the stereotypes for zombies now. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't Co-opting realize. all of the ideas that came be- before him, but he sort yeah. of framed it into this neat package, this neat digestible package that we know as zombies. I didn't realize how many zombie movies he'd done because obviously I've heard his name before, but I haven't dug super deep into the zombie genre. But today I was looking through uh, his list of films and there's so, so many zombie movies. He really dominated that genre. Yeah, he really milked it. (laughs) (laughs) Milked it. (laughs) <laughs> Till it was dry. 
Right. And, you know, for a long time, it did sort of run dry. I think beyond George A. Romero, there weren't that many successful zombie films that, that came out um, without being attached to his name. Yeah. Um, however, in 1991, uh, the or sometime before then, um, the copyright lapsed on Night of the Living Dead and one James Riffle made a an overdub um, of the film and it's it's a bit of a laugh it's it's like the kind of movie that you put on uh, with some friends make a drinking game out of it uh, you know if you're <laughs> in the mood to watch a shit movie um, it's, <laughs> it's got a lot of uh, ridiculous moments um, but potentially the most ridiculous moment is uh, anytime you have to read the title to someone uh, so I thought it would be a fun uh, a fun thing to get you to read the title for us Toko I didn't oh warn God. you about this oh but- yeah I glanced over this earlier and I was like, oh, this is several movies, but this is one movie. Okay. Yep. Ready. It is one movie. Ready yourselves. This is... I'm braced. <laughs> this is 1991 uh, James Riffles. Uh, Night of the day of the dawn of the sun of the bridge of the return of the revenge of the terror of the tack of the evil mutant alien flesh-eating hellbound zombified living dead part two in shocking 2D. That's right. Sending shivers Uh, down my spine. It has nothing to do with a lot of those things. Uh, (laughs) great swaths of of the plot uh about trying to find a duck uh that's quacking in in your house um and honestly i think that's the only scene that i remember from it um, <laughs> it's <laughs> this guy sounds like a funny funny guy to make a movie like that i like it yeah i i can't remember much else about it um but yeah, I, I, again, it's worth a watch if you if you're looking for for a shit movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the genre sort of lay a bit dormant. Um, obviously, there were there was a constant stream of of films in this genre coming out, but in terms of critical success, it it lay dormant largely until the release of. Uh, of the video game mm. Resident Evil Whoa. in 1996. Now that inspired, and it's crazy, this one game inspired pretty much every zombie film that we got in the 2000s, um, you know, going into the 2010s. Uh, it was so influ- influential um, I could not believe uh, when when I was doing the research for the show. Wow! Did you say the Resident Evil video game was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, those go back so long, and there's been so many at this point. I I didn't realize how far back they went originally. Right. So 1996 that came out. Um, nice. 
and yeah i might just be playing it on my twitch stream actually uh uh oh heck yeah sometime after this <laughs> so, That'd um, be cool. because yeah i've never i've never dipped my toe in um Mm. but this seems like a a good opportunity but um you know the the first cab off the ranks of people who were inspired by that by that by that video game uh was a mr alex garland who you might recognize the name um he he was an, an author in the first case. Uh, he wrote a book called The Beach, which was then adapted into into a film uh, directed by Danny Boyle. Um, and uh, through working with with Danny Boyle on the beach, um, the the two then collaborated to make a film that we all know and love. 28 days later that's such an interesting transition to go from the beach to 28 days later because the beach is like this uh you know movie set in uh thailand starring leonardo dicaprio and like they you know find this secluded community on this uh, island and and then they go straight to 28 days later next i like that a lot the beach is a good yeah. movie too i haven't seen it um, it's yeah, a good one. I need to watch it. I, haven't I need read to the, watch it after this. I haven't read the book, but Alex Garland, he's done a lot of movies that I really like. So I feel like I need mm. to read The Beach and anything else that he's written. Yeah, he's good. So he's done uh, more recently Ex Machina, Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Um, I he, love both he, of did, those. he did Men, which I haven't seen but need to watch. That's really good. I saw that uh, last month. Oh, nice. Yeah, really good one. Excellent. Um, and Danny Boyle, of course, uh, you know, we know from uh, Train Spotting fame. Really good as um, well. Yeah, fantastic movie. Um, and the two also did Sunshine together, um, which I think I talked about in our episode zero. Uh, anyone who's listening to these back to back can probably verify that better than I can. Um, but also, good job if you're listening to these back to back. Yeah, that that would be wild. Uh, but yeah, Sunshine, uh, another film with Killian Murphy, um, where there's a crew of of astronauts uh, going to to the sun to follow up on a mission that the crew before them couldn't complete, and chaos ensues. Um, I think that's the one movie I haven't seen out of all these. And just a quick quip about train spotting. I I have the book and uh, also I'm a fan of the movie, not a fan of the train spotting number two. That was no good in Mm -hmm. my mind, but I don't know if Danny Boyle was involved in that one, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, it doesn't feel like it, but you know, it could have been. But uh, I w- went to a train spotting live, uh, you know, indie theater production when I was living in England. And um, mm-hmm. they, the performers threw shit into the audience. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> I did a little inverted commas with my fingers there for the audio listeners. It, like you couldn't tell what was going on, but it wasn't actually shit. But 
it felt pretty real. Like they were getting naked and rubbing their bottoms on, you know, things and then throwing it around. It was a wild wow. experience to say the least. Train spotting live performance. Go that's uh it. that's theater with a capital T. That's oh, yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, that's train spotting. And a road R. That's uh <laughs> yeah, that's that's proper theater. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Theater, darling. That's what we do. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. Um uh, how did they how did they cover the baby scene in in that was the Ooh. the the baby scene that's that stuck with me that that scene of train spotting oh. um, I have shocking memory, so I actually can't remember what they did for that that's probably yeah. good, yeah, maybe I blocked it, it out of my been, mind. you were just like man, there's shit everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just fascinated. I was like, is this real shit <laughs> Tokel has just licked his fingers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Doesn't taste good, but doesn't taste bad. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been eating? Anyway. (laughs) Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Right, right. Um, We're going to put a pin in that. Come back to it later. Back to Danny Boy. Uh, (laughs) 28 days later. So yeah, Alex Garland was was inspired by Resident Evil, um, the 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 first video game um, by video game director Shinji Mikami, um, and uh, you know, as a as a child, watched a lot of zombie movies, um, watched a lot of George A. Romero. Uh, films of which we've already established there were a lot um, and loved the genre um, and really looking back at those movies it's it's hard not to um, they you know they come from a golden age of horror where uh, yeah everything is a lot slower but there's this great sense of just the ominous um everything is very grandiose uh you know you've got fantastic um all these like fantastic actors um in in all these movies uh it's 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 a really good time um yeah as you said uh Killian Murphy 28 days later oh my god i forgot about his performance in this right so 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 good yeah, um, and this was one and of the f- a fair bit of nudity, right? This was uh, one of the first movies that that he actually um, that that he actually acted in, um, which which was a deliberate choice by Danny Boyle and, and Alice Garland. They wanted someone who looked like an every an everyday guy. Um, you know, they they didn't want a big name for this. And also, it kept their budget down, so that was probably a big part of it. But nice, it, yep. it, it was also to <laughs> add sort of the add to to make it more believable, I guess. Um, but yeah, Alex Garland didn't really think about zombies uh, until playing um, Resident Evil again, um, but said that you know the zombies in the game didn't really pose much of a threat. It was just 
uh, that you didn't have many bullets to deal with them. And there were dogs in that game um, that were very quick. Um, and uh, I don't know if you if you got a chance to to see, but there was there was a clip I found on YouTube um, uh, that someone had taken of the dogs, and they're like coming in through a window um, at the at the main character, um, and it's it's very very quick and actually quite terrifying. But oh, okay, Alex you know, saw saw the dogs in the zombie game and thought, what if the zombies could move as quickly as these dogs do? Then we're had a revelation. Yeah. Uh, about the about the dogs. Nice. That's right. So took cool these to two learn that things, that's where it came from. Put them together. Uh, now there's some contention because I also found an interview in my research of Danny Boyle on a uh, like a daytime television talk show claiming that he suggested that the zombies should run. Um, so <laughs> whilst they are very amicable, I think uh, Alex Garland and, uh, and Danny Boyle, um, you know, there is maybe some mild contention there. Uh, as to who originated this revolutionary idea. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. A bit of drama. Right. In the zombie Maybe world. I'm putting drama where drama needn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to confront them with these questions. Right. I couldn't find any, any cases of anyone confronting uh, either of them. Ah. Um, it'll be us. Eventually it'll be us. <laughs> We'll get them on the record one day. I hope so. The, the first question I'll <laughs> ask. Um, but, you know, you know something, something cool that I found out as well was they hired retired athletes um, to play the runners. And, um, you know, because A, they're cheap and also because of the, the stamina required, um, you know, they needed people who were who were actually sort of had, had a base level of, of athleticism. Um, and so, yeah, there was a, an agency that had all these retired athletes uh, who they would find jobs for. Uh, and I got to say, I don't know <laughs> what the other jobs were, but this sounds like the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Like it makes sense because you know they have this sort of do they call it the rage virus in twenty eight? Yeah, they do. Uh, days that's later, right. yeah, that's right. So yeah, you need to have this unrelenting energy in chasing down everyone in the movies, right? And um, that would be my dream to play that role. I also have another funny quip that I just remembered just sure. now. I um, also when I was living in England. I um, got an interview from a uh, a haunted farm called Farmageddon. Oh. It was like, it's a place that was near where I was living and um, they would only run for like around October for like three months or something. Uh And they would make it into a whole haunted farm. There'd be like events and it would be genuinely terrifying and they'd have you going through like mazes and being chased by people and all stuff like that. And they were hiring zombies. They wanted people to come in as zombies so that you could be shot at with paintballs from the customers. Damn. 
That's sick. And I was like, I want to be, I want to be a zombie and be shot at. <laughs> Wait, you so, did um, want to be, or you didn't want to be? I wanted. Yeah, yeah it I was, sounds like I was a great gig. For this role. But it's 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 kind of strange because you know if you've ever been shot by a paintball, it's not very pleasant. So no. I was, I don't know if I don't know if they were going to have real paintballs or what, but that's what they uh, announced it as. Damn. But yeah, I um. I was very close. I ended up getting a different job, so I didn't uh, go for that one because uh-huh. it was only short term. But I wish I was a zombie. I wish I was a zombie. There's just like these runners. There's still time, and you know, it's yeah. <laughs> that that would have been really cool. But what what a what an awesome uh, what an awesome opportunity that that is. Yeah, That's, yeah. I can't believe I let it slip through my fingers. Now it was a, it was a missed opportunity to venture into the zombie world to become a zombie. That's that. Jeez. That reminds me. Just before I started working my first proper, proper, proper job, um, I was offered a job at a comic book store that I frequented way too often. Um, yeah, and. I was just about to take it, but I was also um, like looking at this job in government and um, I got the call for both like on the same day and had to make the very adult decision of, ah, yeah, the comic book job (laughs) is really cool and it would be really fun, but you know, I like (sighs) this, this other job pays actually like properly good. Um, and will set me up for a career. So whilst I think uh, I made the right choice, you know, I do sometimes think what what could have been. Um, oh, man, that's the world that we live in. Sometimes we got to make those adult decisions and it's it takes a little bit of your soul, but it's the right thing to do. Right. And that, and that oh. particular shop ended up closing down like within a year and a half. So oh. <laughs> It was the smart decision. Right. But was it the fun decision? Right. Yeah, that's that's right. Um but yeah, it's you know you No, it was the right decision what I did. Yeah, it was the right decision. No, it was it was clearly the right decision. Yeah. yeah. But comics, I'm a big fan of comics too. That would have been fun. And there's a lot of good like zombie comics and stuff like that as yeah. well, so that would have been awesome. Yeah, right. Um oh. So, so coming back to 28 days, you know, it, it didn't just make a stir because of the, the running zombies, although that was um, the first time that we saw it. There was, there, there was a bit of contention on that front as well uh, in, in my research. So there's some people out there who think that um, Night of the Living Dead, you know, that, that first zombie film um uh from george a romero that we talked about was the the first time that zombies were seen running on the screen um and i had a look and there's like a little bit of a shuffle kind of thing there's like a a zombie looking like looking like it's in a bit of a hurry um but yeah i think this is the nail in the coffin for that one george a romero said in an interview and I'm happy to link it to, to um, I'm happy to link it in the show notes. Uh, he said in an interview that no 
no film of his ever has had or ever will have a running zombie in it uh he thinks the idea of running zombies are ridiculous uh dead people (laughs) can't run being a zombie isn't a superpower um anyone who tells you that zombies can run are are an idiot they don't know what they're talking about he said something like that so i think it's safe to say he didn't invent the running zombie uh in fact he was quite upset about the idea of running zombies oh wow of course he's conservative on the (laughs) zombie uh you know legacy i mean he has quite the legacy but running zombies being ridiculous come on now right it's just good good tv good good movies what are the kids gonna come out with next flying zombies yeah swimming zombies (laughs) like (laughs) zombies riding bikes (laughs) zombies riding bikes hey i i think you know i'm gonna ask you about uh about innovations to the genre that that we could make later this is a bit of a teaser maybe maybe that's uh maybe that's it um <laughs> okay stick around stick around it also it caused quite a stir um 28 days later because uh it shows in a lot of scenes a an empty and deserted desolate london uh which was very weird for londoners to see um and a lot of people were questioning how they got the shots um and it turns out they just showed up really early and blocked traffic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? London's always busy. <laughs> well, if you block enough traffic and show up early enough. <laughs> right. And they got in a lot of trouble for it at times, you know, both from uh, from uh, drivers who, who were blocked uh, for, you know, the five <laughs> to ten minutes that it took to get a shot uh, or local councils. Um, but, but the, the way that they managed to, to get all the shots very quickly was they were using a, a, a digital camera, um, instead of opting for, you know, classic film. Uh, so they're actually using a Canon XL1. If anyone is interested, it's a very cool camera and it's a lot smaller than you know the traditional over the shoulder like boombox type cameras um and it was broadcast quality so and that's another it's another happy accident i think about the film was yeah it was a lot cheaper to uh to to run these cameras and you could have you know four or five of them for the cost of maybe one film camera plus developing costs Uh, and scanning and all of that um so you could have so many of them around a shot to get simultaneous footage which is what they did with these uh empty london shots um but also it was what was being used by broadcasts at the time so news broadcasts and so it made everything look very real to uh to audiences watching um because it was in direct reference to to news programs that they were watching uh, and it gave it a really gritty kind of look that makes a lot of sense now i was wondering how they got 
that really it feels like you're there you know you're a part of the action yeah it's that makes a lot of sense that it's the same as broadcasting equipment yeah it's just a little bit too clear for for film it's like and the action as well like it almost feels like the frame rate is is different although i think it's still at 24 frames like tra- uh, traditional traditional frame rate um but the motion feels uh feels really weird yeah that's really cool so not only were they getting quick zombies they're also getting some quick shots in london yeah right (laughs) (laughs) that's right um you know and you know obviously with the timing of it this came out in 2002 they were filming in 2001 and uh yeah, at um, just after they'd finished doing all of their um, all of their shots of London, uh, September eleventh uh, happened the the terror attacks in New York, um, and so that yeah that uh, almost became this s- sort of referenced imagery in in the film as well completely unintentionally because of because of the timing um like there's a scene very early on where i think the character's name is jim killian murphy's character he walks past this sort of pylon uh or you know this concrete box that's covered with uh missing person flyers um yeah and you know that was stuff that they were seeing shortly after the filming of that scene in New York. You know, in um, uh, in response to to people going missing in the uh, in in the terror attacks. Um. So yeah, it it made so, quite an impact because of that as well. Um, yeah, another pretty accurate and real feeling element to the movie at the time, right? Yeah, which um, sort of ties in as well to the rage virus um, because there were, you know, like mad cow disease. I forget what the uh, what the actual clinical name for it is, but... <laughs> but oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that that sort of pandemic uh, that, that came, came from that that was like the key reference that the, that the film was trying to tap into um, was this idea of a runaway virus that absolutely uh, rolls a, a, a country or, or even the world. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. <clears throat> um, sorry. I'm just looking in my doc for, that's so good. The rage virus. Yeah, that's so right. that's obviously where they get the running from in twenty eight days later as well. Is they um then it's a virus that spreads rather than the traditional zombies, you know, someone falling dead or being bitten, though it can spread through biting. But it can just be spread in twenty eight days later through saliva, through there's one iconic scene where you know, someone gets a drop of blood fall into their eye. Yes. And that turns them into a zombie. Yep. 
So there's a lot of ways that you can get the rage virus and then be uh, enhanced in uh, George Ramiro's words, <laughs> into a speedy athletic zombie. That's right. You get superpowers. Um, and it's yeah. it's actually cool, like the lore of, of how that works. So the the scientists at the start of the movie, they were part of a program that was looking to um, looking to inhibit rage in people because they saw where society was going they they saw people getting unjustly uh, angry and enraged, more violent crime. Um, and so they were trying to f- target the uh, the inhibitors of rage so that they could then, uh, you know, um, inhibit <laughs> rage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the monkey at the start had been infected with a virus that would... Uh, sorry, the chimpanzee. Uh, chimpanzees aren't monkeys, I know. Um, it it had been infected with a disease that t- uh, inhibited. Uh, it it basically switched off those inhibitors, so it was just all rage all the time. Um, I like that iconic moment where um, obviously the. I'm not sure what kind of a group it is. I guess it's like some sort of an animal activist group trying to free these laboratory chimpanzees. Yep. Yep. And they come in and a scientist comes out and he's like, please don't free them. <laughs> uh, they're, they're all sick. They're all ill. It's very contagious. I know you think and you know what the, you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what are the... What are the activists who they're all wearing black? They seem like very, almost like a SWAT team. Yeah. And he, he finally acknowledges him and says, oh, what do they have? And the scientist is just like, rage. <laughs> they have deep rage. So like that's, <laughs> yeah, so that's not explaining to him. He's like, just going to think you're crazy or something now. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's not an answer. <laughs> He's like, no, oh, well, I've got rage right now, yeah, buddy. I'm you locked him up. I'm pretty mad myself. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame them. Of course they're angry. I mean, he's supposed to be a Londoner. I, I don't blame them. Of course they're angry. Bloody hell, let them out of the cage. Uh, yes, and then obviously they let them out and uh, and mm-hmm. the activists, they they do get angry. Uh, they they get infected yeah. with, with anger and rage. Um, you have that sort of chimpanzee face eating almost moment. Yes, pretty pretty close to it. Quite, uh, yeah. I, I I think I think chimps get a, a pretty bad rap in in like a lot of films. Um, although they yeah. they can be quite dangerous. But I, I don't know if you've seen uh, Nope, um, Jordan Peele's yeah. latest movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch it because I only saw it the one time. But yeah, yeah, great movie. Uh, also has uh, uh, a chimp, uh, I guess, villain. Uh, if if you could even call the chimp in that uh, a villain, but a, a chimp, <laughs> you know, doing doing uh, terrible violence up, upon people. Um, anyway, not the best, <laughs> not the best uh, tangential link. Yeah. Uh, chimp, chimps get a bad rap. That's all we're trying to say here. And I agree with that. I second that message. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, 
Jane Goodall, uh, you know, did all that work to to help us understand chimps, and all these movies are just making it worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Yeah, come on. Be better. Where's the Where's the nice chimp movies? <laughs> I guess the nice chimp movies are probably not going to take place in a. In horror genre. No, (laughs) and it would be pretty anticlimactic (laughs) if they let the chimps go in this lab and they're just like, oh. (laughs) Thanks. Thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Happy chimp noses. Adios. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it a banana on the way out. (laughs) Right. So given that this is a rage virus uh, and it's infected people, which is also, I think, 28 Days was the first film to to do this with zombies, was to uh, sort of make them infected people and not people who have risen from the dead. What do we think about calling these uh, calling these zombies? Ooh, what do we give them a name? Give them a name. Oh, uh, like, do we agree that that? Oh, that calling these, are these zombies. zombies. Oh, I am. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a different kind of zombie, but I'd say it falls under the zombie umbrella. Right. I I completely agree, and uh, mm. I think this is actually a good time to to bring out my my horror hot take. Uh, Ooh. I finally got one. I finally got one. Oh Actually, that's not Lord. true. I think I had one in our episode zero. Um, that oh. was just off the cuff. I think it was... Uh, yeah, we were just giving examples of hot takes. What, yeah, what was I think it? it was M. Night Shyamalan is like the Nick Cage of, uh, of horror directors. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I still feel that's gross pretty for. accurate. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's accurate. <laughs> But maybe I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm, you know, the M. Night Shyamalan biggest fan in the world. Yeah, and I'm a big Nick Cage fan, which I think is why I feel upset uh, for having said it. Um, <laughs> We're both biased in the in the wrong directions. Right. But, you know, uh, I think the truth is more important than your personal feelings. Uh, sometimes, you know, as a, as a reporter on horror... Uh, yeah, it's, it's important to leave your biases at the door and uh, say say things how they are. Yes, let's uh, let's unleash my undue terror upon the world here. Yeah. What is the horror hot take? Your your first official one in terms of zombies. What are zombies? Are these zombies? Let's see. What do you have to say for yourself here? Yes. Thank you. Uh, so Torkle is, for the listeners at home, pure listeners, taking the horror ta- hot take out of the horror hot take box. I'm trying to do it so they can hear maybe the paper <laughs> paper ruffling. I can add sounds in post. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I think it will catch it if I'm talking. I've got a really yeah, there we good go. paper rustling sound, I think. Oh, nice. Yes. Here it is. The traditional George A. Romero zombie is not sacred. True zombie purism is silly. Uh, And thank you. Yep. Horror hot take by Tanner. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm not catching any heat for that one. That's all you. This is the view (laughs) of me and me alone. Um, 
I, I speak for myself. <clears throat> yeah, so <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's right to gatekeep uh, what zombies can be. Uh, I think obviously there's like some some boundaries to what you can call a zombie. Um, but I think because everything is a reference to something, you know, art is, art is always referencing and, uh, and, you know, stealing, uh, in quotations there, uh, from things that have come before it. I think it's perfectly okay to innovate, uh, to create your own thing, uh, to try and carve out your own, your own legacy. Um, and so, yeah, even though these are infected people, uh, and they can run, I think 28 days later, absolutely is a zombie film. Yeah. I gotta say, even though I didn't want to, uh, be associated with that hot take cause it was too st- steaming fresh out of the oven too hot for me to handle it was burning up in my hands on the paper i had to throw it away because it was about to burn i, I a hole saw that my, yeah. skin. <laughs> <laughs> but i i gotta agree i think i think you're right i think uh i mean zombies is isn't a thing that's existed to begin with it's a made-up thing and we can expand upon that they're very zombie-like and obviously like this rage virus type thing, it's a whole new part of the zombie umbrella. It's another branch of the zombie tree, the the branches, the timeline, it's all shifting. Absolutely. It's a new thing. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I love that imagery, but also like George A. Romero, <laughs> he didn't start zombies. Like the word yeah, exactly. zombie, you know, it comes from like Haitian, like voodoo, mm. uh, it's it's like a yeah. Haitian Creole thing. It's the idea that you, that you know we're we're freezing the uh, the idea of what zombies are at you know some guy George A. Romero's idea of it is ridiculous. Um, oh, exactly. And there's yeah, a lot of people uh, like- out there who th- who will die on that hill. Um, yeah. So how can we even say that his zombies were zombies on that note? You know what I mean? Right. If we're getting that technical with it, then, you know, it's like if you take an everyday object that's evolved over time, like the modern computer, I'm just because I'm looking at a computer right now. <laughs> like Wait, we're, you've got a computer? <laughs> <they're> so, <laughs> Wait a minute. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, they started off so different to they are now. You look at tables in uh, modern architecture, tables just started off as a simple thing with four legs, but you can get tables now without any legs. It's just a block. You right. know what I mean? Are they still tables? They're marketed as such. Yeah. I think they are. I think it's it's function over, like, to use your table analogy, if you can use it as a table, it's a table, right? Exactly. <laughs> and You can have a zombie as a fine. table. It, it might, that table, that block that you're talking about might not appeal to every table lover, but mm-hmm. by, by gosh, there's going to be some people out there that need a table that are going to look to that block and use it as a table. And I think that's fine exactly. and it should be celebrated. Uh, just like these innovative running zombie movies. 
Oh yeah, I think we've illustrated our point. Everyone's in agreement <laughs> with us in our audience. If not, I think you're wrong. I think we just got a standing <laughs> ovation, which I'm not sure how that yeah. looks in the podcasting world. Every- <laughs> but I like to imagine yeah. that you know people listening on on their bus ride, you know their commute. Maybe they're in their car yeah. or they're at their job. They're standing up as best as they can and they're clapping. Yeah, they put the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put the phone down. They're just like clapping and then they catch themselves doing it because now we're making them aware of it. And they're like, wait, huh? I just did. I just something overcame me just then. Wait, am, 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 I, a, am I a zombie? Yes. <clears throat> yes, you are hypnotized people en masse are technically zombies uh in fact that's probably closer to the original zombie uh from you know that you'd see if you'd watch white zombie full circle full circle we got him gotcha through podcasting (laughs) we've created new zombies (gasps) (laughs) But, you know, who who are some of the greats that that agree with me? Well, the Alex Garland, Mr. Alex Garland himself, writer of 28 Days Later, says, the reason I say zombies is partly because I don't give a... I don't know if we swear on this podcast. Uh, I mean, we can. I don't give a fuck about the sort of technical differences between the infected and the dead and whether they're reanimated corpses or not. The lineage that the film belongs to is zombie movies. Uh, he said that to uh, the, the Huffington Post. Um, so even here, Grace, um, it's a zombie movie. Heck so... Yeah. He he went out on a limb. He stood tall. And I think now, 28 days later, looking back on it, I think, I don't know what the polling numbers would be, but I imagine like 99% of people would say this is a zombie movie. And not just that, but one of the great zombie movies of our time. Right. Yeah. And it it kicked off uh, such, such a, it kicked off the new wave actually of, of zombie movies like after 28 days later film studios were a lot more open to releasing uh to releasing and backing uh zombie movies um and they were doing well uh you know obviously the resident evil video game uh actually you know kicked off the new wave but 28 days later really opened the doors to to zombies back in cinema you know back into the mainstream uh cinema goes so what came next uh what uh what films stood on the shoulders of 28 days later well the greats after 28 days later right uh a lot did uh, we're just going to talk about a couple, you know, a couple of our uh, our favorites or the the ones that stand out to us. Um, and these were coming out when we were when we were kids, like when we were teenagers. So um, mm-hmm. pretty pretty formative years uh, for our cinema going. Oh, yeah. But the next one I want to talk about is I Am Legend, which is probably 
even more of a hot take to call this a zombie movie. Uh, but I will, yeah. <laughs> I will gladly die on that hill. Um, yes. Should we get into that? Yeah, let's. <laughs> so, I Am Legend, obviously, you know, these creatures in I Am Legend, they're very, very peculiar creatures and they're vampiric-like. Mm. They... Um, they seem to be drawn to blood. Um, they obviously can run, just like you know the important aspect of Twenty Eight Days Later. Right. They're very. Um, they're athletic. also kind of evolved in a way. Yeah, they're quite sentient. They're quite intelligent, really. Yeah. Um, and we had a discussion about uh, when I, when me and my partner Emma came over to uh, your and your partner Jade's place for a movie night. We had a heated discussion. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It was a fun discussion <laughs> about uh, we I Am hated. Legend. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was we heated. There was chairs thrown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was threatening to jump off the balcony. <laughs> um, I live on a second floor apartment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk would have been I was fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do climbing. I was going to climb down. It was going to be safe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, me and Emma had just watched uh, I Am Legend. You know, we'd watched it before, but we rewatched it for the research of this uh, this podcast yes, episode. Yes. And my partner Emma was like, "These are not zombies." That's what she said. Well, she said these are more <laughs> like vampires or different kinds of humans. Mm. Now, look, I I I agree with the notion that they are vampire like. Uh, you know, and they may even be vampires, right? But it's a fuzzy line between vampires and zombies. It's um, it's less than about the physiology of the creature and more about the feel of the movie or, you know, the social structure uh, around, around these creatures. Um, and I think... In I Am Legend, they are vampiric zombies. That's yeah. That's, um, you know, they're they're people who you know you've got this great scene in um, in I Am Legend where um, where Will Smith's uh, character Robert is trying to get his family out of New York um, before everything. Uh, goes to shit and um you know it's the classic zombie outbreak in new york cars backed up all up and down the 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 streets there um you know struggling to get a child through a military barricade um somehow the military have gotten into new york to set up a barricade um you know, there's helicopters yeah. coming down and a zombie, well, you know, it's happening at night. And so, you know, people are getting turned and they're turning on and on each other. Um, and it's all very yeah, high stakes. He's very important, of course, you mm -hmm. know, and he's getting, he's trying to get some special treatment from the guards who are all stressed under the situation, everything unfolding at once yes. in a post 9-11 New York, mm -hmm. which is uh, not really important to say, but you know, it's uh, of note. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that to me feels like a zombie movie. No, that's not a yeah. That's not a vampire movie trope that that they're they're playing on there. Um, and uh, on that note, I will say. I agree with you. They are vampiric-like zombies. Yes. And I did some research on this. You're a data guy, so you might appreciate ah, this. Ah, yes. Tanner. Please. So, as you might be aware, um, if you want to watch I Am Legend, it is on in, if you're in Australia at the moment. It's on Stan, mm-hmm. Australian streaming service. And um, if you go into Stan and you type in the word zombie and you're searching for movies... I Am Legend is the third result. God damn. Third. And are there zombie movies that come after? Like what's four and five? Um, There's there's a few after, but then it drops off pretty quick. It starts getting to like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know... But yeah, it's within the range. Box. I've got another one in there. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> so yeah, this technically few, speaking, yeah, it's within the range. Not only a horror. Wolf of Wall Street is a zombie movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the real zombie movie. The real zombies are on Wall Street, mate. That's right. Um, it's not even metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, but you know what I did after that? I was like, okay, okay. So it's coming up third in zombie results. That's pretty high, pretty high, pretty decent. Oh, I see where you're going. There's not a lot of zombie movies on stand. So it was within the range, but they dropped off very quick. Right, right. So I was like, okay, let me type in vampire, for example. Uh I type in vampire. It doesn't come up at all. at, At all. I scrolled for a while and it wasn't there. Oh my like there was goodness. a lot of vampire movies and it wasn't among them. That's the so. final nail in the coffin of the argument. It's the final stake through the heart. I think these are vampire like zombies. Yep. Yeah. Stand this Australian streaming service. Whatever happened, they may have talk, spoken with the uh, producers or, you know, the company that licensed it out to them. And they wanted zombie as a key word when you're searching for I Am Legend. Right. So there you go. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the producers did have something to do with it because Akiva Goldsman, who was one of the key producers, and I think uh, I think was heavily involved in the writing or at least rewriting, um, I think he may have been credited as the writer um, along with uh, the person who did the first writer. Uh, sorry. <laughs> who did the first <laughs> writing of the screenplay? Oh, the first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mark Protosevich. Um, so... Oh God! I, I I said such a long sentence and then forgot uh, forgot <laughs> to end it uh, properly. But Akiva Goldsman, who I've just established who he is, um, has said, "Yeah, it's a zombie movie. It's like these are zombies." Uh, that that's the way that he thinks uh, about this this film and its creatures and how it fits into uh, the genre. Um, so yeah, uh, I would 
point to okay. the views of the producers, you know, the people who are making the film um, yeah. for, for what they think. Uh, so we're going to call it a zombie movie. Um, yeah. And there's there are a lot of similarities. Like you said, it's the apocalypse has started to, you know, begun. There's a virus spreading among the people. I have some more statistics about it. Um, the virus is, I believe, called KV, which uh-huh. I think stands for Crippen virus. I'm not sure. If I got That's, that right. Uh... It, was, it was a strange name. I didn't look further into it. I just remember Will Smith saying that uh, over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like a bit of a, you know, expert on this. He's, yeah. you know, one of, the, one of the last men on earth that call back yes. to that old movie that we discussed earlier. Yeah. Um, and, and um, he's some like medical military colonel. Yeah. It's a really it's weird unclear, job but that I'm not sure exists. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's like the guy for the job somehow. You it's know? like military he's just the guy for, and also in charge of New York <laughs> in some capacity. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's always like, this is my station. I have yeah. to stay in New York. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it just so happens that he has some kind of an immunity as well because... This okay, so the KV virus has a 90% kill rate, it spreads rapidly, it's airborne, and it's also can be infected through bites like zombies can. Oh, um, so 90% of the population has died, and then the rest that were infected turned into these vampiric like zombie creatures. Damn, okay, and he seems to be immune, so he's not affected by it. And also, his companion dog seems to be immune. Yep, Sam. Ah, uh, Sam. Poor Sam. Sam. I think if you haven't seen this movie, which would be highly irregular, I think at this point, um, it was quite a sensation when it came out. Um, I remember watching it with my dad, uh, I think both at the cinema, and then we watched it maybe several times together uh, afterwards on DVD. Um, but if you haven't seen it, mm. I feel like... We have to warn you in advance. Uh, this beautiful dog dies. Um, I don't Poor feel Sam. that's a spoiler more than it is a a, a warning to the viewer. Yeah. Um, there is a, a it's fantastic one. website for that as well it's called Does the Dog Die? Um, oh, nice! That yeah, covers yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, you know common trigger warnings as well. You know, if you don't like people's eyes getting hurt or stuff like that, they've um, they they give you warnings for that as well. Um, that's just one that I happen to know about. <laughs> All the important stuff: dogs dying and people being gouged. <laughs> right, uh, amongst everything else that, that you yeah. can possibly think. There's of. many many things. Um, but yeah, for all the dog lovers out there. You know, Sam, it's one of those, you know, iconic, tragic moments in a movie. And if you want to watch I Am Legend, as I mentioned, um, it can you can find it on the Stan streaming service in Australia. But also, it's one of those movies, and I just thought of this joke, it's one of those movies that you can always find at a, an op shop in the DVD section. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like... Along with iRobot. iRobot right. and another Will Smith classic. Pretty much they're going to be in an op shop um, and that's not to say they're not good because yeah. 
man they they, they really are they're solid movies um i think that's why they're there because they were so popular at the time and then right. everyone watched them and then they you know gave them to an option they, they gift them they gift them on um yeah yeah man that's funny yeah i think i've seen it <laughs> At every op shop I've ever been to, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I always see iRobot and then I often see I Am Legend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. iRobot haunts me. That's such a funny <laughs> observation. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm an op shop frequenter, so I got little op shop quips for you guys. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. And look, it's, it's almost funny because for a film that was so successful... Um, and I don't have the budget versus box office numbers uh, on hand to to prove that, but it, the the film was huge. It was it was everywhere. Uh, it almost didn't get made, yeah. or it didn't get made for a long time. Um, so development started in 1995. Uh, at the time, Ridley Scott, um, you know Ridley Scott of Alien fame. Um, was attached to to be the director, and you'll never guess who was going to be starring in it. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's wild. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it when I read this. Our boy Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine, imagine this film yeah. starring Arnie? <laughs> it would. I I don't even know what yeah. it would be like. They would have to change it. You know what they would have to do? They would have to set it in California and then he'd be the mayor of California. He has to save everyone. Right. And it would be very, it would seem real. Like they'd have to make it seem like it's actually happening. Well, it's funny you should outbreak. say California because it was going to be set in LA. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, they only changed it to New York, I think, like right before they were going to film it. And they were like, no, we should... We should film this in New York. Um, hmm. And I think it may have even been because they saw shots of uh, from 28 Days Later of, you know, the empty uh, London. And they were like, oh, we can one-up that. We could. Yeah. <laughs> biggest city on earth, baby. The city that never New sleeps. New York. New York, yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> I put up the stats as well about the box office. Oh, thank you so and the much. Budget. What are we looking at? Because this this had a big budget. This was, you know, this was what two thousand and seven. This came out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is a bigger budget than I was expecting. But I guess it was a huge film. It had one hundred and fifty million dollars on the budget. God damn! So that's a big. That's docket. pretty big. So, like, well, we usually double that for marketing. So it could be 200, 300 million. That's pretty crazy. Right. And what did it make? Um, yeah. So the box office was 585 million. Whoa. Oh, we got over half a billion. Jesus Christ. So that's a big grossing movie. And that's as we have learnt to determine. Uh, as part of this podcast, that's a successful film. That's more <laughs> yep. than two point five times the uh, the budget. So it was a success. Fantastic! Oh yeah, that is a massive release. It's and uh, that's huge. I wonder if that might 
that might be one of Will Smith's biggest movies ever. Right. I imagine so. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Um, yeah, I don't... We can we can look at that uh, yeah. off off the we'll, show. We'll look at that another time. That's that's an interesting <laughs> thing to look into. I think <laughs> I'm now curious about iRobot because they're so comparable to me. Even though they're completely different movies. <laughs> well, which came first? Because they were both around the same time. I think I remember when I was doing my research for this. Uh, yeah, they were both. It was like before. Like it was either he did this before doing iRobot, or he'd just come off iRobot. Yeah, he just came off iRobot. That was a gotcha. couple of years earlier, 2004. Yeah, okay, yep. gotcha, yep. And um, yeah, okay, it was a bigger success than iRobot, but iRobot was also a success. Yep. Yep, we'll put it that. Yeah, well, yeah, God, that's that's crazy. Um, I can't believe it was that successful. And... <laughs> 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 you know, again, it's funny because so Ridley Scott and and Arnie weren't the uh, they they weren't the the last people on the project before before ha- handing it on to to Will Smith um, and uh, Francis Lawrence. Um, so. Sorry, where am I in my notes? God, this is such a long, oh, wow. uh, a <laughs> yeah, long there's a lot of info about the making of this. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of big names here. We have, right, um, if you can pick yeah, out any in my, uh, in my yeah, chicken scroll just, here, <laughs> I just saw Rob Bowman was brought in to direct, yes, and he wanted Nicolas Cage to star, yes. Can you imagine that's that? Insane. That's even crazier than Arnie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that would be even crazier. I definitely agree. <laughs> I somehow don't think the film would have been quite as successful, but God, it would have been interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. they could maybe even do it. Like, it's been, you know, what thirteen years now? No. Even longer. Yeah. It's been... Um, 16 years? 16. Am I doing my maths right? Yeah, 16. You can do a yeah. reboot after 16 years. They're rebooting stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. I was legend. <laughs> <laughs> I to be legend. Uh, oh, the prequel. <laughs> so Ridley Scott got rolled off uh, the directorial docket. Um because he had a string of unsuccessful films. Um, So uh, 1492, Conquest of Paradise, um, White Squall, and also G.I. Jane. You know, a lot of films that maybe you don't, like the name isn't familiar, um, and that's kind of a good reason they were uh, massive box office flops uh so the studio didn't want to uh didn't want to take a risk on him um imagine saying that nowadays like with the with the reputation that really scott has right it's um just shows that you know even the greats you know not every single time 
do they get it right? It's not always perfect. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, over, over the course of a career, like you're going to, yeah, you're going to have, you're going to have bad days uh, or, you know, <laughs> bad yeah, years. <laughs> <laughs> bad, yeah. Many years. <laughs> but I, I've only heard of G.I. Jane out of all of those movies. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I might too. do a deep dive one day into what those are. Yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe maybe there's uh, some material there for a, for a shit movie night. I I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's not the right caliber of shit, you know? Stuff has to, like... Uh, it has to be a theme. Yeah, it has, to, it has to be good shit. It doesn't... Like, if <laughs> things were trying too hard to be good, then sometimes it's hard for yeah. them to be good shit. Um, yeah, you kind of feel bad for it. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> it has to laugh at itself a little bit. Um yeah. so Arnie didn't entirely roll off the film either. He uh he became a producer. Um and then so that was in two thousand and two. Michael Bay was slated to direct. <laughs> Uh, yep. again, like crazy names, crazy names being brought in. Uh, Will Smith was starring, uh, so that didn't change. Um, and then it got shelved because some Warner Bros. exec wow. read the script and was like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it We're really fine. sounds like they, <laughs> yeah. They really wanted this to, like, they were putting a lot of effort into this, clearly. They were, like, pulling out all the big names, and then they are like, these names aren't enough. This isn't the right fit for this movie. They wanted this to be a big success, right? Clearly. And the script got rewritten so many times as well. Like, originally, for, like, most of the film, there was no dialogue, um, which I think at the time is, uh, you know, quite a risk to take, Um I think tone-wise, it would have fit the film. It would have been a good film for that sort of uh, constraint. Um, but I can see why they were a bit uneasy about rolling out a script like that. Um, uh, I watched a movie just yesterday, actually, called No One Will Save You. And it's, a, it's about... Um, it's, it's an alien abduction movie. Really good. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's just come out. Um, Oh, it's cool. rated PG, uh, which is pretty wild because <laughs> oh, wow. it's, it's, actually, <laughs> it's actually pretty scary. Um, but there's like two, two lines of dialogue in it. I think there's less than 10 words. Um, Whoa. Yeah. I like those movies sometimes. Yeah. I think I like you know, we we're talking about in our Neon Demon episode, your hot take is that you yeah. don't care for complex characters or dialogue. Uh, dialogue yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it hits. <laughs> Sometimes it does. <laughs> the silence hit. hits. I did disagree <laughs> with, your, uh, with your point. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, sometimes if oh, wow. everything else is going great, it's, it's, you know, it's a good constraint to have um, for, the, for the storytelling, oddly enough. Um, That's a hot new movie. That just came out like two weeks ago on... Disney Plus I'm seeing for anyone out there. Yeah. Go and catch that thank one. Thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm always giving recommendations, <laughs> but never like where you can where you can see them. Uh, so thanks for holding me oh, to that. We yeah, we can we can push them all onto our audience now. Yeah, make them all into experts with us. Love that. So like. <laughs> that wasn't the end of big names uh attached to this film um will smith reached out to none other than guillermo del toro um uh who turned it down for hellboy 2 which you know is <laughs> fair enough um yeah because that was that was pretty good um i got a soft spot in my heart i love hellboy <laughs> that was cool yeah it's pretty dope and you know the second movie after the success of the first like why wouldn't you why wouldn't you step out um so yeah they finally another big name um yeah because when guillermo del toro didn't take it uh francis lawrence uh stepped in to direct and yeah they they put it out um but <laughs> throughout that whole process uh of you know sort of playing chicken with Warner Bros execs um and trying to land on a good script or you know directors who were committed um 28 days later landed and completely like just blew up the scene for for zombie films and the studio kind of felt like ah uh, if we release anything it's like it's got to be good um like we, we've got to be sure of it so yeah that's that's potentially why they didn't release anything back in uh was it sorry 2002 or 2004 i'm forgetting 2002 um yeah for 28 days later yeah but interestingly 28 weeks later dropped in the same year that i am legend was released yeah and I, I think right before it was released some knockoff studio released a film called i am a mega um which <laughs> is a direct ripoff of I am legend. Uh, and it's one of those films <laughs> by a studio that just oh turn out ripoffs of movies, hoping to catch yeah. people, uh, you know, like wanting to buy the, the big blockbuster release at the time. Um, uh, and yeah, oh, apparently yeah, that is appropriately awful. <laughs> <laughs> I am Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we got two running zombie movies in the same year. Right. What a treat. A 2007 helping. was the year of the running zombies. That's right. And 28, 28 weeks later is a great movie as well. You know, didn't have mm -hmm. Danny Bowman or Alex Garland uh, attached to it uh, as writer or director, but it, it carries on the tone of 28 days later Um it's got some fantastic scenes. The opening scene is uh, is amazing and I think sets you off uh, uh, with great oh, yeah. momentum into the film. Um, yeah, 
solid, yeah, solid that, movie. The shaky, the shaky running camera alongside the main character, and right? Then it's with the with the zombies the, yeah. coming down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's almost attached to him like he's got a selfie stick and a GoPro. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Zombies sprinting down that hill. Yeah, it's so good. Um and yeah, the the storytelling as well is 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 really good. Uh in that scene especially. Uh I think it, it tells you exactly who who that guy is. Um he's a survivor, yeah. goddammit. Doesn't matter <laughs> who gets taken down. Uh, <laughs> every man for himself right when zombies can run maybe that's the way things have to be uh, yeah and yeah it's back to the it's back to the rage virus instead of whereas like we said in i am legend uh these vampiric like creatures though quite sentient and they even um they could run just because they had like a I guess enhanced strength in a way as well. Mm. They could even they had like alphas as well who communicated with them. They had relationships with each other and things like that. Right. They had a they hierarchical social structure. And yeah, pets. Yeah, they had pet uh dogs as well that were also, you know, had the K V virus. Yes. Which I just read now was similar to what we we're talking about earlier. It was a genetically engineered from the measles virus. Ah. Um, by Dr. Alice Crippen as a cure for cancer. That's so it was another right. mistake yes. in trying to cure something. Yes, it was a failed attempt at curing cancer. You know, and probably did cure cancer. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't think any of those creatures, uh, you know, were dying of cancer. Uh, <laughs> they... they got other problems. <laughs> <laughs> They need blood. Although maybe skin <laughs> cancer, because they were like highly, uh, highly oh, yeah. scared of going out in the sun. You know, they were very sun phobic. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot that part. Also adds to the vampiric esque uh, right details about them. Right, exactly. But yeah, but then we're back on the rage virus, which I always enjoy. The rage virus. Yeah, twenty eight weeks, twenty eight days. Yeah, me too. I think I feel like it makes the most sense. Um and yeah, but just quickly, you know, going back to, to I Am Legend before we before mm. we close that off. Something that's always bothered me um about this movie is the way that the creatures look. Um yep. I think because at the time CGI was uh, was getting better and, you know, it was um, it, it was easier to it, it, it was getting easier and easier for studios to to put into films and to use. Uh, they opted to make all of the creatures CGI, which is a real shame because yeah. like early shots that came from uh from ridley scott's uh, pre-development it was all done using practical effects um and it looked a lot more convincing and a lot more scary um and we just we really oh, missed wow. out we got this weird sort of metallic glow sort of almost like shimmering look yeah for these creatures kind of lizard like you know kind of wet looking yeah <laughs> and just and, um, way but, too smooth 
Yeah, smooth. That's the thing. Very smooth. And that was the that was like you said, that was the theme of the time. I remember everyone was doing, you know, the new special effects and uh right. it was just sort of people would go and watch movies just for that reason. Yeah. I remember the Spider-Man trilogy was huge for that reason. Mhm. And, um, you know, various other things. I think Avatar, the first Avatar came out shortly after that time. And, you know, right. but it would have been so nice to get those practical effects. It would have been so much scarier. And especially from someone like Ridley Scott, who has, you know, the alien background. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Alien still stands up today. It feels so real. It feels like you're in, you know, you're, you're in that ship with alien um yeah. and i think if it was filmed now or if it, if it was filmed in like the 2000s uh i don't think alien would have been as terrifying um yeah because it probably would have been cg like it, it would have been cg um yeah it definitely would yeah it was at the right time with the right people right <laughs> One of those circumstantial, just like magical movies Absolutely. and terrifying movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's always bothered me. Um, that's always bothered me about I Am Legend. And I think that might be why, you know, just to just to sort of take a guess at, you know, how your visual processing or visual memory works Maybe that's why you uh, associate I Am Legend with uh, iRobot um, yeah. a little bit because the robots in iRobot actually look quite yep. similar to the zombies in I Am Legend, I think. They really do. They really, <laughs> really do. And um, I've uh, you know studied uh, a little bit of special effects, visual effects and 3D modeling and I know those uh, shaders that they use. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like they use the yeah. same shaders on those models for yeah. the robots and for the zombie creatures in I Am Legend. Yeah. Like they're both smooth and glossy and a little bit wet looking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was just the time. Maybe they were still figuring out shaders. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And look, you know what? It looks great with the robots in iRobot. It mm. like... It, it has its place there and that that felt like a you know it it felt real for the time mm. but yeah the zombies nah nah not for me i like my zombies <laughs> like to be a bit you know grizzled and dry <laughs> 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 those uh those uh i robots they were kind of like silicone mac computers of some kind in yeah. a human form that's how i describe them yeah no i think that's a good kind of, description yeah those yeah, like, like a wet silicone mac uh those backlit <laughs> mac pc monitors yeah. where it was all like clear plastic you could see the inside yeah put some put some silicone on that yep like oil it up i don't know <laughs> make it into a human <laughs> you know, throw it out there right right <laughs> yeah next invention <laughs> and i would quickly say as well another movie recommendation for everyone you know people who are coming down memory lane with us about uh, i am legend as we've been talking about if you like the zombie creatures in that movie and you want to see that in a newer movie 
Army of the Dead, um, uh. directed by Zack Schneider, is on Netflix. It was made in 2021. And it's, it's a more practical, like you're saying. There's actual humans with real gory zombie costumes, you know, torn flesh and everything. Mm-hmm. And even... But this here's the thing. This is why it's similar. They have that sentience and that alpha, this like hierarchy thing that I Am Legend does as well. So they're like wearing armor and stuff like that. They're in the desert. It's uh, it's a good movie. So that's a recommendation. Go to see that on Netflix. Yeah, cool. And Zack Snyder, of course, uh, you know, is no no stranger to the zombie movie genre. Um, you know, fairly early in his career. Uh, he was given a crack at uh, Dawn of, the Dawn of the Dead remake. So Dawn of the Dead, originally by George A. Romero, grandfather of zombies. In 2004, they released uh, the remake, mm-hmm. um, which was seen as quite a sacrilegious thing to do. You know, a lot of people were upset. Um <laughs> uh, and oh, that yeah. features running zombies as well because it came after mm. 2002, 28 days later. Um, they saw that and were like, yeah, let's have running zombies. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should, should, we, should we talk about Dawn of the Dead for a little bit? Because I got a few thoughts on that one. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's have them. I took them out of my... Uh, out of, I took it out of my show notes because um, I, yeah, I didn't have all that much to say about it. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see if something okay, shakes I got, I got loose. A few, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find something. But I've got a few little interesting points about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're running zombies, which was very interesting. And the original Dawn of the Dead from 1978 they were extremely slow zombies. Ah. I remember watching that movie and they were particularly slow. There was even scenes where there was a whole corridor full of zombies mm-hmm. and one of the main characters was just sort of skipping, hopscotching back and forth between them like, oh, oh, oh. like they can't <laughs> grab me on time because I'm too quick for these very, very slow zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The zombies just like, uh, just turning around and he's like oh, oh, terrified oh, out of his mind gosh almost comatose that's uh so that's an interesting point that they decided to go in the other direction with the 2004 dawn of the dead they made him fast right i think Very one fast. of the only things that shares with the original is the setting you know it's set yep. in a shopping mall uh mm-hmm. where the survivors are hunkering down so trying to figure out what they're going to do next um, and another reason to not go to a shopping mall in the uh, zombie apocalypse, right? Full circle. Although in Dawn of the Dead, there's not like a lot of people there. You know, it's not like it didn't get the same number yeah. of people going as as uh, the supermarket would. Um, so it's it's maybe That's not true. the worst place to to hide out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it ended up quite well, but the amount of trauma and shenanigans that went down in that movie in that shopping mall, yeah. uh, <laughs> that that's putting me off shopping malls. Yeah, but uh, is it more to do with people? Yeah, Are that's people more the people. The problem? That was that was bad people in that shopping mall, yeah. and just circumstantial 
horrible things. Right. Like, uh, we won't, I won't say too much about it, but like a pregnant woman who uh, became a zombie. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> and there's, let's just say zombie babies are a thing. <laughs> oh my lord zombie babies are a thing <laughs> Zack Schneider why did you do this right I think in my notes when I was when I was watching it because I was writing notes uh as it mm-hmm. went um uh, I wrote baby zombie <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh gosh uh... I had a very similar reaction to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I pretty, I just have one more quip about the Dawn of the Dead movies, I think. Sure. Um, And this is interesting relating back to I Am Legend and even Army of the Dead, how, Mm -hmm. you know, the zombies are quite intelligent, quite sentient. In um, the original Dawn of the Dead, uh, it was one of the final scenes where, they get to the roof of the uh, shopping center and their uh, helicopters come to get them and they're leaving mm-hmm. to get to this helicopter running along the roof. But of course, of course, the roof has zombies on it. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, that's where this, zombies are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know how they got up there. They, they're very slow. So it would have taken ages to get up there. Right. Um, but, <laughs> But the, one of the main characters, he's tussling with the zombies. He's really good at fighting. He's just like beating them all up. And that's what I love about that movie. They're just really beating up zombies because they're quite slow zombies. Yeah. Um, and he's like an action man just killing them all. More like just pushing them all over, I guess. Maybe not even killing them. But he has a gun and he goes to sort of hit one with his gun. And it grabs the gun oh. and takes it off him. And then it seems to hold the gun out in front of itself and lose interest in him. And examine the gun and the gun, like uh-huh. I don't know, processing it and like learning about it in a way. So that was kind of eerie. Just like these zombies might have a capacity to learn how to use tools or something, you know? Yes. Well, you know, it's not so weird that zombies would be able to use tools or weapons. Uh, in fact, it's quite common actually if you look back at. Giorgio Romero's films uh so Night of the Living Dead in fact in our in our intro there's some shots from Night of the Living Dead uh because it fell Mm. into public domain uh nice (laughs) thank you public domain law Um, I love that so there's there's a a scene towards the end where this little girl zombie is holding a knife or a trowel or something uh, and mm-hmm. stabs one of the survivors um, over and over with it. Um, it's like right at the end of, yeah. of our intro. Um, little Easter egg in there. Um, so they yeah, can that's use a tools. Uh, it's you know it's not so weird that that zombies can wear tools or uh or armor as you were saying in army of the dead um yeah you know and even if there wasn't a history of them doing it why would why would it be wrong to to let them do it yeah in future future films yeah so there's room for evolution within the zombie genre it's been uh, slated from the greats themselves, like George A. Ramiro. That might be a good segue, uh, actually, into uh, into a little segment here. 
Um, okay. so, Sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, how would you and how would you innovate on the uh, on the zombie genre? Ooh, sorry to put you on the spot we- here. I've already got mine in the bank. <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah. How would I innovate on the zombie genre? Ooh. Okay, you go you go first actually sure, and I'll sure. think about it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 only fair. It's only fair. So <laughs> I'd like to look at the perspective of the zombies and you know maybe maybe they're seeing like an idealistic version of their alive life. Um you know like a perpetual good dream sort of sort of thing going over you know sort of like the matrix you know how the people are in the the alien pods and they're the sort of in the simulation um and how those good dreams would sort of translate into the real world you know with them attacking people uh you know what's the what's the tie-in there um, I think that's a really interesting idea to look into, you know, sort of looking at um, like consumerism and selfish behavior, uh, you know, where in, in, in the Western world, at least very individualistic. So, you know, it, it's sort of playing on that idea. Oh, okay. So like the mind state of zombies. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I didn't expect that one. Nice. And I th- I thought of it because uh, the film I was watching yesterday, yeah, um, no no one will save you. That alien film I was mm-hmm. just talking about. Um, there's sort of at one point it sort of becomes a bit like a zombie movie um, where there's like a mind control aspect of it, and that's what's happening. You know, there's people who are getting taken over by these aliens the the alien is playing to it like uh you know good dreams essentially or you know if if a loved one had passed away they'll be like spending time with this with this loved one um uh as if it was actually happening uh while they're out getting sort of flesh puppeted um (laughs) by the alien (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i i think it'd be an interesting sort of spin you know we've looked at there's been films that have looked at sort of sympathizing or um or or empathizing with zombies you know like they're not just mindless uh you know flesh-eating zombies like i think warm bodies was the movie but it's you know it's more sort of showing that they the humans that have this this need this burning desire to hurt yeah. people um rather than being fooled like into doing it i'm imagining like a little bit on the humorous side you could even have like a true blood-esque uh, series about like living with a half zombie population uh-huh. And trying to cater to them, like in True Blood, it's vampires, and they have uh, blood that they sell in the form of like a beer uh, bottle yep. Yep. for vampires. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, I I'm going in a different direction. Ooh. I'm thinking 
I'm thinking what kind of crazy mutations could we get on zombies? <laughs> like, <Heck yeah. laughs> this is like down the B grade horror movie angle, you know? Yep. Like, uh, enhance. What if, <laughs> yeah. What if, okay, here's one. I just, okay, this just popped into my head now. So, what, how little do we know about all these uh, jungle areas of the world, you know, uh-huh. the, Amazonian rainforests, the rivers, you know, all of these places that are so deep and tucked away from us. Right, the nooks that, and uh, crannies. Only, yeah, the ocean itself, we've only really scratched the surface or we haven't dove under into the depths of the mariner's trench. That's right. So <laughs> this, there's several different ways this could go. <laughs> you could have a movie. Initially, I thought, okay... You're in like the Amazonian river and uh-huh. uh, maybe because of, you could spin it back to like maybe because of some agriculture or something, the downstream of the rivers become toxic oh, I like and that. It's, it's infected the native wildlife, maybe piranhas. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. maybe because they're bitey. worried about piranhas. Yes. <laughs> they're very bitey creatures. And, uh, <laughs> they certainly are. You know, it's their whole thing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And then it spreads among other animals, you know, other aquatic life in the river. There's like dolphins. There's like rare river dolphins in there. If people didn't know, I'm fascinated by creatures. There's like pink dolphins. Uh-huh. Um, but also, you know, chimpanzees that go near the water's edge, you know, it can slowly spread from there. Oh. And the bite has an aspect of the piranha's DNA. Uh-huh. So maybe everything gets like gills or something like that. You know what I mean? And then you eventually get to humans and you get swimming zombies. I like that. There go. That's how we get to swimming zombies. <laughs> That's how you get it. It's like a, a, a virus that fuses with the DNA and then takes your dna and the cell or the virus cell with it nice i mean that's what viruses are you know they're inserting their own dna into your cells and then forcing your cells to exactly to replicate that dna so yeah maybe it's it's piggybacking right it's within the realm of possibility i also like that (laughs) because it doesn't occur anywhere near us in australia Uh, yeah so our idea <laughs> of hopping on a boat still works out. You know, maybe we mm. hear about it happening in the States and it never gets here. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, because I said Mariner's Trench as well. Uh-huh. So this one, this would be a really big hit uh, B-grade horror movie. Think of like in the highest level it could get to, it could be like The Meg with uh-huh. Jason wow. Statham. Okay. But on on the lower end it would be like Sharknado. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on the lower end it would be like Sharknado. The mid tier would be like so still uh, Piranha 3D. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be a huge movie no matter what. I'd actually say um, on the <laughs> Sorry, Sharknado I'd yeah, say is actually uh, a bigger movie than Piranha 3D. Oh yeah. Right. It probably is at this point. Yeah, it's had a lot of success. Yeah. But then if we're like, because it's shark based, which I'll get into, uh-huh. then we're going on the very top end of it is Jaws. Okay. If you're getting that timeless, uh, iconic status. Right. Yes. So, um, so picture this opening shot. We have a deep sea diver. Okay. This is the future because you can't deep sea dive this far. 
This is the future. <laughs> I mean, recently we've had a, a terrible... Uh, <laughs> A terrible accident, a reminder that oh, no. we can't deep sea dive. Uh, oh, the submarine incident. Yeah, with the submarine incident. Uh, okay. <laughs> so think, think the submarine incident. And Ocean we've Gate, got a I deep think sea. it was called. Uh, just to yeah, date Ocean this Gate. episode. Yeah, Ocean Gate. Yeah. So, so we've got a deep sea diver in like a new suit. So they're able to do a thing like Prometheus suit, you know, we're, okay. like, we're, we're there. We're at that stage of technology. Right. Yep. So they're diving down into the uh, Mariana's Trench. The abyss of the deep. Yeah. It's, it's dark. It's horrible. You can't see much. It's got this you know, feeling blackness. of cave exploring. Yeah. There's like a light on their headlamp, you know what I mean? Ooh, I Next like to their, their helmet. And they're digging for something, you know. They're trying to, like, get minerals from Mariana's Trench and, like, uh-huh. examine the sand and stuff, see how old everything is. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some ancient coral down there, broken coral from, you know, that's drifted there. All sorts of things down there, you know. We don't know. A so we're learning bottle, more about the ocean. A single Coke bottle. <laughs> yeah, there's a glass Coke bottle. We, re- <laughs> we realize how far we've come, yet how little we've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> so, the, so the diver sticks their hand in to take a sample they've already collected some samples they're putting it into little test tube type things they nice. stick their hand in their gloved hand into the into like part of the trench so into a wall of rocky sand Ooh. and then we don't see what happens it just goes ah they get bitten by something. They're on the comms to, you know, the people up on the boat. Oh. Like, what just happened? What just happened? They're having a very, like, casual conversation the whole time they're down there. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing on your next off shift? Like, uh, yeah, 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 my wife wants to go to, to this place. Yeah, but, you know, la-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. They're like, oh, it's, it's really dark down here. I'm bored. Entertain me. He's like, come on. You want me to tell you another story? <laughs> and, um, so the diver gets bitten by something, mm-hmm. maybe an eel-like creature, some sort of creature that we haven't seen yet. It's a new creature. Uh-huh. Okay. It came out of a little crevice. Yeah. And that's the start of the zombie virus. Goddamn. And it's uh, I like that. It's a sh- it's a shark like creature, or it's a predator like oh. creature. So you turn into a carnivorous aquatic humanoid, uh-huh. and then just imagine this later on when it gets to the beaches, and one person gets bit, yeah, and then everyone's getting eaten in the water, and the ocean goes red. That's what makes it a hit movie. Those scenes, uh, yeah, and everyone's screaming on the beach. Yeah, it's yeah. got a drone shot. Looking just yeah. straight down, and yeah, you're just seeing the beach turn yeah. to red, and the foamy blood just sort of like pooling yeah. on the beach as the sand gets stained. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm imagining like as he's coming up, he's still on comms, and he's like gradually becoming like more and more sort of delirious and and unintelligible, and they're like. Oh no! Like you know, he's he's got he's getting like the bends. Like you like we we can't bring him up like too quickly. Um, yeah, but he just keeps coming. 
and they're like mm. no stop stop <laughs> and then when he gets <laughs> to the top and they pull him out of the water he just starts attacking them yeah you can see like a fin starting to protrude from his back it's like this creature is like uh, the it's like the the original blueprint for all of like aquatic creatures or something you know it has this uh-huh. dna which propagates itself onto hosts that it bites so we have people turning into sharks with fins uh obviously humanoid still we have people turning into snake-like creatures we have people turning into barracuda type things all sorts oh i like that it's just <laughs> going all aquatic creatures like nothing is is too weird yeah. or wonderful it's not one set creature that everyone's turning into it's yep it's a mix that's yeah. really cool and then the second movie is when they start running on land because it's evolution they go from the water to the land and they start running there we go and i don't know what the trilogy is but we're we're in the making they start we're flying. thinking about it. we're ready flying fish, yeah they're flying man. next conquer the skies they grow feathers <laughs> that's that's a really cool idea because there are like there, there's a lot of like parasites in the ocean um like there's this oh, yeah. fantastic tongue parasite that uh latches onto a fish's tongue and it eats the tongue and mm. then sort of sets itself up as the tongue of the fish um and then eats a little bit of the food that the fish eats as it's going in. Um, yeah, I know that one. I saw a documentary about that one. Right. <laughs> and it's terrifying. It looks absolutely grotesque. Um, yeah. That would make for a good uh, zombie movie as well. A tongue creature that takes over your tongue, makes you bite everyone. Right. And we've got, you know, The the Last of Us played on, um, on you know, uh, the, the like cordyceps... Um, what is it like mushroom like fungal infection yeah fungal uh, getting into insects crossing over yeah, into spores humans. everywhere so why not you know deep sea parasites or you know some sort of virus fish disease that uh that propagates into humans that's actually really cool yeah. i uh thanks I wasn't was expecting something that I would <laughs> so much like to see in a movie. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about it for a while and then it hit me and I got a clear image of like frames and shots in my head. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Oh man. It's going to be IP of uh, It Lives on Tape. We haven't got a name for it yet, but it's going to be a trilogy. Wonderful. An ocean zombie trilogy. We just need something really short and catchy like Jaws or Meg. Um, yeah it has to it Some, has to be a something like word. something like ancient like not that word but you know because it's like a very primordial mm-hmm. being it's like the civilization not the civilization it's like the foundation of life itself right in the predatory could be like sea or something like that yeah oh i like the idea of a greek word um, yeah exactly and then just the image is just the ocean you know what i mean yeah and like a shadow maybe oh man this is a fully formed film <laughs> if a movie like this comes out they were listening and they stole it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening uh yeah 
Shame on you. Shame. <laughs> so send us the check in the mail and I'll over, you know, we'll, we'll pretend that you didn't steal it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's wild. Uh, yeah, I really want to <laughs> see that movie. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, let's go back to the running zombies. Yes, let's. Uh, I've just got one more movie that I want to talk about. It's one uh, I rewatched the other night. I remember it was, again, massive when it came out. Um, this one I know was a budget versus blockbuster uh, box office success. Um, definitely made its money back and some. It's World War Z. Uh, Brad World Pitt's, War Z. Brad Pitt's World War Z. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wasn't didn't he have a hand in making this movie as well, or was he just starring in it? Yeah, so Plan B, which is, I think, it, wait, am I misremembering that? I think his uh, his studio is called Plan B. Um, yeah, there we go. He's listed as a producer. Yeah. Yeah. So they won the rights to Max Brooks' novel World War Z, um, and they were fighting with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's studio. So it could have been a DiCaprio film. <laughs> wow. Either <laughs> way. Been. Yeah. Either yeah. way, it would have been great. Um, but the original novel by Max Brooks is, um, it's really interesting, actually. It's written as like a UN report. Um, so it's a collection oh, wow. of interviews that were, that were done with survivors of the Great Zombie War. Um, and the challenge was to bring that into something that was like a character driven story, um, which I think, I think they handled, they handled pretty well. Um, yeah, I remember I didn't think that much about the movie the first time I saw it. Maybe I was a bit saturated from, I don't know, blockbusters or something. Mm -hmm. But upon watching this again, I was really captivated the whole time, to be honest. Yeah, it's a it's a wild ride. And it's it's one of those like globetrotting adventures. You know, it's almost a little bit like Indiana Jones in that sense, where it's like yeah. the central character who's, you know, uh, he's, he's a bit of a cowboy, um, you know, he's, he's working for the, for the UN, but he's, you know, and, and for the military, but he's a bit groovy. You know, he's got longer hair. Um, and yeah, you know, he's, he's <laughs> like been in all these war zones, you know, collecting information for the UN in the past. And he's like, he's done with that now. He just wants to yeah. spend time with his family um, it's almost actually uh, a bit similar to, you know, Navidson from, um, from house of leaves yet another oh, house of leaves reference, uh, wow. for us. Yeah. I didn't consider that, but yeah, it is. He gets pulled back into the action. Right. And his expertise is required. I remember there's all these uh, scenes in the movie where he keeps, you know, meeting new people and he's like, do you know what I used to do? He always says stuff like that. He's like, do you know the things that I used to do? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did they tell you what I used to do? <laughs> it's like, what did you used to do? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just kind sort of hand waved. We, we we don't know, but we know what he's doing now. With like, and that's yeah. arguably the key thing. And he's somehow qualified to to be the guy to to get people in and out of these difficult places. Uh, and he's tasked with uh, with escorting this brilliant young uh, pathologist or, you know, doctor in, in pathology or uh, some disease expert um, to the ground zero of the zombie disease. I think they're actually calling it a zombie outbreak in this, in this film, which yeah. is almost unheard of in... <laughs> In zombie films, <laughs> uh, they say the Z word. Um, yeah, I don't know scandalous. why it's so rare. They they're always hesitant to call things zombies. They always have to make their own word for it, don't they? Right. I think it's this weird sort of balance b- between the studio releasing the film, not thinking that a zombie movie could be successful. And also the people in the media, like the actual characters, thinking it's a bit on the nose uh, or, Mm. you know, the idea that in that universe that the story takes place in, that there would be all of these uh, zombie stories. Um, You know, I'm not sure. I know you're a big The Walking Dead fan. It's been a long time since I've... Uh, since oh, yeah. I've partaken in that, but um, they call them walkers yeah, then, in the show. Do they ever acknowledge exactly, zombies? Yeah. I I I really don't think they ever do. They um, and the funny thing is, yeah, they call them walkers, and then as the show expands throughout the seasons, they find out people from other cities or you know other areas have different words for them. That's really so, cool. Um, they'll call them. They'll call them biters uh-huh. and then your walkers and then the dead and just like all sorts of things. Like, right. I'm sure there's even more than that. Largely function based <laughs> naming. It's like yeah. some attribute about the, I guess that makes sense. You know, they're not going to name them like, uh, like Charlie's or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although <laughs> <laughs> the unfortunate over there. That- <laughs> Maybe I thought of that because of the the old. This is a really obscure meme at this point, but the the Charlie bit me um, video from like, <laughs> really old YouTube. <laughs> oh, the children! The children! Yeah, like, Charlie yeah. bit me. Charlie bit yeah. me. <laughs> Ouch, Charlie! Ow. <laughs> yeah. And then how kids are just like not actually in pain and then they realize that they've been hurt and they're like, oh. Yeah, I think he actually puts his hand in Charlie's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so weird that no one's calling them zombies, but they are in World War Z. Um, yeah. Hence the, hence the Z in World War Z. Um, so... Some funny things about the development of this movie um, is they they really wanted there to be this like final battle scene in in Russia, 
Um, and so yeah. they were going to Budapest in, in Hungary um, to, to film that scene. And they, they sent like 85 guns uh, of different varieties uh, by private plane into Budapest um, oh on an overnight flight. And they got pulled up by the counterterrorism center. (laughs) (laughs) For good reason. That is very sketchy. Right. And even though on their papers it said that all the guns had been deactivated, had been like, uh, you know, turned off in some sense, uh, all of them were found to be fully operational. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) it's almost a blessing that the papers were done so poorly uh, because authorities eventually, and it was only, I think, figured out, uh, like the case only closed, I think, a couple of months before the film came out. But there was insig- like insufficient evidence to tie it to any particular person or company um, directly enough to place a criminal charge. So... They just sort of hmm. hand waved it, and and that was that. Um, <laughs> Very yeah, fortunate. So wild, like yeah, Brad Pitt almost like exporting guns into another country on mass. <laughs> no, and that's Imagine actually that quite like a like a a significant cache of uh, of weapons. Um, yeah, it's enough yeah. for a couple little battalions or something, you know crazy absolutely (laughs) crazy um the film also had trouble i think still uh i i still don't think it's uh it's it's a film that you can see in china because there's several parts of the film where characters speculate about the virus's origins and um uh china comes up in in that regard um, which uh, <laughs> is weirdly similar to uh, what's happened in the last couple of years with COVID. Um, oh, yeah. You know, China getting upset when people uh, are looking to to China as the as the source of of coronavirus, um, COVID nineteen. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not a film that I believe you can see in China. Um, yeah, bit but of you a... know where it is. It's another one that's actually on Stan, along oh, with um, I Am Legend. Stan. Yeah, so Stan uses in Australia. World War Z is also there. There you go. Nice, cool. That's that's like one, you know, one streaming service that that you can grab if you want to watch some zombie movies. Um, Stan sent us a check in the mail. We've recommended yeah. two movies on your, uh, if you get on your platform. <laughs> if you get any new sign-ups in October, we'll be expecting a portion of that revenue. <laughs> yes. Please, we need to keep the lights on. We want yes. to keep doing this, Dan. Please. This, um, this budget. We've got a big budget that I, I need for writing these episode titles that's in, right. on paper. We blow our entire budget on graphic design just on the episode yeah. uh, on the episode plucks. We need this. <laughs> uh, World War Z, though, man, it's I, I I really like it. I had a lot of fun rewatching it. Um, 
again because it shows yeah. things on it shows the outbreak on such a grand scale in a sense that i don't think any other films really have you know it really takes that mm. pandemic that pandemic movie uh that global disease outbreak uh thing to a zombie film um yeah and, and it's, it's a lot of it's fun a, it's a good modern running zombie movie mm-hmm. and um it's one where the special effects really work, like you said, when yes. you see it on that global scale. And for, you know, when they pan out and you see that amount of zombies, it's right. It's modern enough to where it looks really good, especially, you know, the iconic scene where they're like climbing over each other to get over the walls and stuff yes. like that. The Jerusalem. That is. Oh my God, I can't say the name. <laughs> <laughs> Too excited. The Jerusalem wall scene. Oh that God, was that was a good scene. Crazy. I loved yeah. that scene. When I saw it in the cinema, I was like, wow, that what a visual. That's that's so cool. I can't believe yeah. they've done this. Um and I think they emulated that that they made a, a game in more recent years, uh, a World War Z game. And I think that zombies climbing over each other to get over a wall is something that they directly emulated in that game. Um, it's it's so cool. It's such a cool idea. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. And another video game as well. Like zombies are so good for video games, aren't they? Right. Very good. It's a, it's very effective Like to have zombies as an enemy in video games. I don't know if you played... Um, like the zombie game uh call of duty zombies oh yeah of course back in the day yep. yeah i've definitely played some shot some nazi zombies in call Heck of duty yeah that's the <laughs> other thing like nazi zombies uh and they're in a lot of a lot of films as well uh usually they take the 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 occult uh sort of spin on zombies you know the Nazis have, you know, they were they were deep into the occult, um, you know, which mm. which in some senses is true, um, and they you know unlocked some sort of deep dark secret of, you know, uh, like unleashing this paranormal zombie force, and it it took them over, and and now we get to kill uh, we get to kill the Nazis twice. Um, so, uh, a lot of films, I think you recommended to me, I didn't quite get around to watching it for this, but, um, dead snow, uh, is a, is a Nazi zombie film that's on my list. Um, oh uh, yeah. Dead snow is a entertaining one, a bit of comedy and also zombies in the snow and Nazi zombies are that. (laughs) I really need to watch it because the clip that you sent me. Uh, was a zombie chase scene through the snow <laughs> and it had the Benny yeah. Hill theme song on it. Yeah. And I don't think that the film has <laughs> has that, um, but I need to check. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like surely it didn't, but I, I watched it so long ago that I can't remember for sure. Because <laughs> that was just too funny. Like really and really trying to run through deep snow 
you're very slow and you look very awkward. So the character's like, ah, 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 trying to lift their legs as the zombies are just marching towards them at, uh, at a decent speed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's so funny. The, I think the Benny Hill theme song over over anything uh, is, is going to make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially zombie chase scenes. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, some more honorable mentions. Uh, Train to Busan. Um, I think it came out in 2016. It's a it's a Korean zombie zombie flick. Um, takes place entirely or almost entirely on on a train. Uh, it's fantastic. It's like I I'm I'm sure you've seen it. I I haven't checked oh, yeah. it with you though. Yep. I really love Train to Busan. It's just so much action, mm-hmm. uh, but done really, really well. And, uh, you know, obviously it's equally terrifying as well, but also there's the sprinkled in bits of humor in the dialogue between characters. Yes. It's, uh, it's really good. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll give it, I think that one's on Amazon Prime Video, if anyone wants to watch that. Also in Australia, it's on SBS On Demand. So oh, there you go. nice. Sneaky Good old pick. SBS. Yeah, SBS coming out with the goods. And I think there might even be a Train to Busan 2, which I have not seen. Yeah, train to I Busan haven't seen it either. But I think when it came out, I sort of did a brief flick through. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I might be hallucinating this, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't take place on a train. Um, which... For some reason, at the time, I felt kind of cheated about. Um, yeah. But I don't feel that strongly about the train in the original. Like, that's <laughs> not why I was watching that that movie. Uh, it was definitely oh, the yeah, zombies. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's fine. It's all about the zombies. <laughs> I do need to watch um, uh, the second one. Yeah, and going back to... I was just doing some quick research on um, zombie video games mm-hmm. because... Um, one of the most popular ones that I can think of, there's several, um, I forget what it's called, but there's like a big zombie shoot 'em up one where you're just, you know, killing zombies. Mm-hmm. But one of the ones that I always enjoyed was uh, Dying Light. Oh, yeah. Which is a zombie parkour game where you're running around, yes. you're climbing up buildings. And in the daytime, they're quite slow and, you know, like boring, easy to escape them. But as soon as the light dies, as the title implies, mm-hmm. the zombies become more agile and stronger. So there you go, a game with uh, fast zombies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, Dying Light is a great game. Um, I think it, it came with my PS4 when I bought it. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. God, it's, it's one so of those that always ends up somewhere or it ends up on sale and stuff like that. And it's a good... Yeah. It's a good bargain find, good content. I think Dying Light 2 came out in the in the last year or so as well. Yeah, there's a second one, yep. Yeah, I should double back around and, uh, and give that a shot. Um, of course, you know, on the topic of zombie video games, uh, my my wife's current favorite game uh, is Project Zomboid, mm. which is a f- fantastic... I think it's largely... Uh, largely known as the the best zombie game that you can play um at the moment height like very moddable 
so the base oh, yeah. the base game zombies in it are very slow. Uh, they're, they're your classic uh, slow zombies. It kind of plays a little bit like how The Walking Dead feels, um, you know, that you bunker down and, you know, you're b- building a base. Um, you know, you can go to the prison and build there because it's it's already set up to to keep people in it's also good at keeping people out um yeah just like the walking dead when there's a prison season (laughs) exactly like that um but the good thing as well is it's highly moddable so people have made uh running zombie mods oh no way yeah yeah, I didn't know and that because yeah, you can I know set that they're the very times slow. that they're that they're active as well. Um, so, like you were saying with dying light, you can set up that sort of interaction. Um, and yeah, it's a really fun game. I don't think it ever gets old as well because if it does, you just install another mod or you know do a playthrough with with a certain set of mods. Yeah. I need to get into that one actually because with my obsession for The Walking Dead and that, you know, apocalyptic survival type genre, I think I'd get really addicted to Zomboid, Project Zomboid. Yeah, it would definitely scratch that itch. Man, I <laughs> I always feel bad recommending uh, or talking about games with you. Um, because <laughs> I think last time I did that, you got pulled back into playing League. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ended yeah. up okay because nowadays i'm too busy so i'm like right i did i did play it because i didn't play it for months so i did play it more than usual i played it like maybe 20 times or something uh-huh. like that uh-huh. but you know within the span of a few weeks and yeah I, you kept it I to I played... fingers and toes that's uh yeah exactly that's... <laughs> And I think I haven't played in like a month, but I did play it like yesterday or the day before one game. So like oh, it's there, it's in the okay. back of my mind. Yeah, nice. Yeah, cool. but Project Zomboid, I could definitely see myself getting uh, dragged into if I had some free time, you know, free weekend or something. Yeah, nice. it's quite sandboxy as well. So it's, uh, it's you know, it's whatever you put in, however much time you put in, that's that's what you get out. Um, yeah. So it can be, it can suck you in. Uh, yeah it's <laughs> approach with caution but it is very good fun it definitely scratches that uh that post-apocalyptic you know sort of survivor what would i do kind of itch that yeah. we talk about yeah but yes that that if i can uh draw the line under it is a almost complete history of running zombies yeah we've deep dived into they can run the running zombie genre as we've so titled it that was pretty good that was epic thanks thanks for uh thanks for being along uh on the ride shoveling coal into this uh this locomotive (laughs) Um, <laughs> thanks for taking us on that journey i like that train of Busan reference for us there um <laughs> yeah and you know okay. obviously there's films that that we've missed this wasn't a complete running zombies uh list um 
And I almost hope that that people reach out and uh, and you know try to challenge uh, <laughs> the mm. assertion that Twenty Eight Days Later was the first running zombie film, um, because I dug deep on this and yeah. I know all the arguments at this point. If anyone reaches out to me and t- tries to talk about Nightmare City, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're prepared for that one. Nightmare City, <laughs> if I can just quickly uh, give you the inside scoop on it. It was a, uh, what's what's known as a, as a giallo film. So an Italian sort of like B-grade horror film. Um uh, it is from okay. 1980, uh, and it's you know it suffers from a lot of the the same sort of issues of of films in, in that area. There's like um, there are some like really good moments in it where you know uh, like fight scenes and stuff like that or you know, zombies coming into a film studio and, and attacking everyone. Um, but, you know, it suffers from, like, just needless, um, needless, like, female nudity, um, uh, okay. you know, that doesn't further the plot at all uh, and is often at, like, highly, like, the highly violent moments of it. It's, uh yeah really really weird and unnecessary um along with a lot of other problematic things of the of the you know of of the era um it's like heavily entrenched um but also the zombies if we're getting back to them the zombies they're and I almost feel like a hypocrite <laughs> given my hot take <laughs> that I said. Ooh. But I don't think that they're really zombies. Um, mm-hmm. They're more... So, so they're people who have gotten like radiation sickness from some nuclear explosion um, and it's sent them a bit loopy. Um, like it's it's made them very aggressive. Now, I know that's a that's a a weird line to draw in the sand given we've just been talking about the rage virus and uh and you know and it's 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 okay that zombies uh are not like the traditional zombie but when i was watching it it just sort of felt like some you know foreign military power was was uh you know, or like domestic terrorists were, uh, were, were what these zombies actually were. Uh, and it yeah. feels like that's what the film is telling us they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I respect that. I just looked it up as well. And it's the genre that came up for it was science fiction, which mm-hmm. I thought that would be strange for a zombie movie. I don't know. Yeah. Especially off the time, I think for it to be science fiction. Uh, yeah. Usually they'd just say it was a horror. Um, yeah. So but, we're doing a call to action. 
Anyone who's uh, willing to have a friendly discussion about the origin of <laughs> running zombies, well, reach out in the comments. Look, so long as it's not that movie, I I am happy yeah, to not entertain that one. <laughs> the fact. Because I sat through that whole movie and anyone who's seen it can surely sympathize with me uh, or you know, feel sympathy for me for having to watch that movie. This is the kind of stuff that I do for you guys. Um, I watch this so you don't have to sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and some, not all these movies are great. No. And this one, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe in the right setting with the right people would be quite funny, but I watched this alone and God, God, was it bad? <laughs> <Sorry>. Oh no. <laughs> I don't feel like this is an unfair spoiler to give. But uh, I think if you're going to spend time watching this movie, you need to know this. Uh, but I filed this under, oh, it, it was all just a dream. Uh, and that tells you all you need to know. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Nightmare City. Bloody hell. Oh, of course. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. That's, that's yeah. wild. It's all a dream. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. So oh my lord. That's that's running zombies for you. That's uh that's all you need to know. Now yeah, get out there and go watch some of them. That's a wrap on the running zombies. Thanks for taking us on that journey. That was an awesome episode. No, thanks for uh thanks for joining me on it. Thanks for uh, holding me back so I don't go too deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope everyone in the audience is now just as curious about running zombies as we are and maybe the different types of zombies as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, come back to us in the comments and talk about your favorite zombie movies or if you have any, like we said, uh, contentions about running zombies or maybe some running zombie movies that we didn't mention because that would be cool too. Yeah, Um always happy to i'll probably need a bit of a break from uh from zombie yeah. movies after this we won't watch them <laughs> <laughs> but i do love zombie movies that's why that's one of the reasons why we uh we had this as one of our first episodes um maybe before we before we sign off and we we close this episode out do you have any films that you've watched recently um that you'd recommend Torkel? Sorry to put you on the spot. I can go first if you like. I was going to say, along this zombie genre, I haven't watched these movies in ages, but the Silent Hill movies, and I don't think there's zombies mm. in Silent Hill. It's something weird, but uh, it has similar vibes to some of these movies. And, uh, and we're talking about video games as well, and the Silent Hill video games are amazing. Mm -hmm. So get out there and watch Silent Hill. But for a movie that I watched recently, I rewatched The Ring and I love that. Oh, nice. So go which, watch uh, The which Ring. Version? That was cool. Um, the American version. Ah, uh, nice. I don't know, don't I don't know if I've actually so seen the original. downtrodden saying that. <laughs> I sensed, <laughs> I don't know. A, I sensed no, some no. shame in your voice there. That's, that's a perfectly <laughs> fine movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it was awesome. And I love all the, you know, it's sort of similar to our theme of It Lives on Tape. Like there's all these VHS mm -hmm effects of the time because it was you know 2002 and stuff like that and it's it's really cool i liked it a lot yeah nice um 
recently we watched uh suspiria together the the remake um mm-hmm. that was that was i really enjoyed that um that was a really great movie um you know with dakota johnson uh tilda swinton uh and, and mia goth fantastic cast very well filmed i think there was a lot of like tilt shift lenses used in it to sort of give a miniature effect in in some of the shots um and tilda swinton plays three characters um, oh yeah that was not in a super obvious way like we had to look it up while we're watching it Um, so wild uh also i've been on an exorcist uh binge lately um you know on oh, the I'm going the wrong way <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's because uh there's a new exorcist movie coming out um uh, in the next couple of weeks so very excited yeah. for that um ready for halloween mm. so i've been re-watching uh all three of the um of the exorcist movies and i think there's maybe even one that i haven't seen that was like a prequel um that i need to dig up as well uh but that's that's what i've been watching lately apart from uh doing my homework for this episode (laughs) which i feel so good to have behind me now Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, it's it's so satisfying to, you know, accumulate all this together into the paper and then to finally put it out there. And mm-hmm. now it will just exist forever and it is done. Yeah. And other people can hopefully enjoy it. I I I hope so. Uh cuz yeah, it was it's it's been a lot of fun to to put this together. Um Yeah. I will say as well, Suspiria and The Ring, they're both on Amazon Prime Video. So there you go. Anyone who wants to watch those on there. I couldn't find anywhere, you know, quickly to watch The Exorcist or um, or a Silent Hill. But it also depends what your region is, of course. We're talking Australia always here. Yeah, I've yeah. been digging those up with uh, with old Blu-rays and, uh, and DVDs. Yeah, so- sometimes that's the best. <clears throat> yeah um but yeah that's right do we want to <laughs> do we want to yeah, draw, yeah. draw a line yeah line under the episode there so yeah we've been it lives on tape follow us on uh instagram we're uh, also it lives on tape on instagram we're also on youtube youtube.com at uh it lives on tape the at there is important for the channel name. Yes, we managed um, to get our our name as the name. <laughs> Very oh lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, funny, I'll say this now because I didn't want to say it during the episode to throw you off. But also, uh, Twitch channels, um, we both individually stream on Twitch and also we may do some future special episodes of this uh, on Twitch or something. So that's twitch.tv slash uh, polyverse and twitch.tv slash grumbly ghost. And right. um, when I went to record this episode, I accidentally streamed uh, 40 minutes of it. And then, 
and then I realized, <laughs> and I was only streaming myself. I was only streaming my own webcam, my own audio. So oh, I was just talking <laughs> to myself on stream. <laughs> and then I stopped and I recorded and I downloaded the stream. So we still have the footage, but it's... Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's Thank a funny... Goodness. Uh, you guys might notice it see if you can notice it like 20 30 minutes into it into the episode i noticed that's happened and i'm getting a bit distracted trying to fix it oh goodness oh well i guess guess we're lucky this is my episode because i was able to talk uh to to carry that on man that's hilarious i may not have noticed it at all <laughs> I don't know if anyone tuned in. I don't think any chats came through. So, oh, that would have been hilarious if it did. And of course, I had myself, I had my phone on do not disturb, so I didn't get the notification. Yeah, that would be funny. You're like, wait, you're streaming right now? <laughs> Press the wrong button. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Cool. So there you go. That's that's the shenanigans <laughs> that you can uh, catch if you follow, if you follow us on us. Twitch. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If you follow us, you you might be able to let us know if this happens again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Message uh, us. And um, um, so we've recorded all these episodes in advance, the last three, to sort of give you guys a bit of content to sink your teeth into before we do like a regular routine of uploading, you know, we wanted to kick it off with a few episodes first. So now that they're all out, um, you know, we're open to hearing what you guys want to see. If there's any movies you're interested in hearing about or topics discussed or just any feedback in general, you know, we're happy to hear it. So yeah, I think the best way to, to get hold of us for that is, uh, Gee, I don't know. Yeah, if you reach out to us on on Instagram, or uh, I think probably by this by the time this goes out, we'll have um, threads up. You know, uh, the new <laughs> the new Twitter like clone by by Meta, um, or just you know in the in the comments in uh, on on YouTube. Um, yeah, probably. Um, can can always check us an email if um right. if you're not spamming us if you if you're giving us a good email with some good ideas if the and you want to have a discussion emails. yeah we're, um, if it's it something you put tape. in a letter and send and send yeah. to someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um it lives on tape at gmail.com. yeah so yeah we're, it lives on tape on everything we can't plug our um, Spotify and uh itunes or apple podcasts and things like that because they're not all set up yet because we haven't got the episodes out yet upon recording but they'll all be in the bio as well in this in the episode descriptions so you can go click on all those if you want to view it on any other podcasting platform that you'd usually use yeah let us know we want to we want to make things as easy to get your hands on them as possible so if there's one that we've missed, um, that is hypercritical for you. Let us know. Yeah, I think thanks for uh, coming with us on this journey. I think about all we wouldn't do is like put it to vinyl and send it to you. <laughs> That's <laughs> that seems excessive. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sending out floppy disks. Right. Yeah, that would be a little, little floppy disks. Uh, tapes. These episodes are quite long. <laughs> <laughs> we do little cassette tapes for all the Walkman users. <laughs> oh no don't because <laughs> we 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 do know people who will take us up on that um <laughs> yeah yeah yes not yet not yet we need to be we need to be known in the podcast world first so that we can assign that job to someone else to do right <laughs> yeah <laughs> making jobs um yeah <laughs> thank you so much everyone for uh for for, for sticking you know, for for coming along on this journey been a lot of fun um do we have any idea what we're doing for our next episode you know maybe we can tease i know at the end of the the last episode we you teased mm. paranormal inactivity yes um, paranormal inactivity is that going to be your next one. episode or i think so i think i'm gonna look into that watch some of the paranormal activity movies and get an idea of what it could be mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah that could well be one I was also going to suggest to you with The Exorcist, maybe because mm-hmm. you were struggling to think of something when we chatted after the show the other day, maybe yeah. something Exorcist-based. Yeah. I'm not sure. sure what, but there's definitely something with your history of The Exorcist as well. There could be definitely something there. Yeah, I can definitely uh, find something that I want to talk at length on. Oh, yeah. And maybe bring a different perspective to that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, especially like the Exorcist three, I think gets really, uh, really wiggy and weird. Um, Ooh, yeah. I'm, Exorcist in space. <laughs> no, I don't yet. think we quite <laughs> got there with. Uh, I was hoping that that's what this new movie <laughs> would be doing with the uh, with the yeah. franchise, but I don't think we got there. I think it's set on Earth. One day, right. we get some astronauts. On a yeah. on a rocket ship, and yep. they have to give an exorcism. <laughs> Heck, that sounds good. <laughs> that might be a second great pitch from this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're churning out movie ideas, guys. If anyone is into movies, just hit us up, and we'll give you ideas. That's right. <laughs> we're an endless font of uh, of B to Z grade. Film ideas. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Not sure where yet. We'll see. Maybe we could do a triple A. Like uh we could get Brad Pitt to produce those muscles. Right, yeah. Um (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well thank you everyone. Uh yeah, we've been it lives on tape. You've been lovely. whatever piece of time you're experiencing keep running